everybody. Welcome back to the D3 way. Obviously, it's been a while since we've talked to you guys. I'm Dave, in case you guys forgot. Uh, I'm here alongside my co-host. I think we should go around the room, introduce ourselves. Hef, how you been, buddy? It's been a while. I'm good, man. Been living my life, living the dream. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good to hear. Nihao? Yeah, I'm good too, man. Yeah. All is well. We've been... I. Guys, I think we've just been ripping it up a little bit too much, and you know we've just kind of gotten sidetracked a little bit from doing the podcast. And but I know our fans have been begging us. You know, it seems like every time we go out of the house, someone's like, "When's the next episode?" But here we are. We're sitting down. We're doing it. If we get sidetracked, let's just call it. We're like we're studying. We're doing research. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're just trying to do research on content, whether we're creating it or not. You know, we're just we're just kind of researching, trying to get the best. Best uh, best stuff to talk about. So that's we'll just put it on that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that especially being on campus, I you know we we do a good job of kind of inserting ourselves into that D three life, and we're trying to get the most stories we possibly can. And sometimes we get sidetracked. We're like, oh, we have to record, you know, because we just get so caught up in the D three life, and we just love it so much that we'd rather be doing that than doing this. But we're still here for our listeners, so. We're happy to be back, happy to be sitting down, um, and there's been a lot of stuff going on in the OAC over the last couple of weeks since we've, uh, you know, been able to talk about it. Um, you know, kind of only a couple sports that have been act- been in action, uh, obviously men and women's basketball both being in, in action over the last couple of weeks, and wrestling as well. Uh, I think we should kind of kick it off a little bit with some women's basketball. Uh, over the last week... Baldwin-Wallace women's basketball clinched uh, the OAC regular season title as of last night. Um, and they are currently right now uh, number 12 in the nation with a 16-1 and record in the conference and a 22-2 and overall record. Uh, they're led by senior point guard Riley Schill, who is leading the way with 11.8 points per game and 2.9 assists per game. Um, and honestly... I think last night I checked the score. I think they won by about 30, 35 points. Wow. Um, and it, it doesn't appear that they're showing any signs of slowing down here late in the season, which is, you know, for the OAC heading into tournament play, that's that's very good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you, Dave, could tell us about uh, Riley? I mean, I, I believe you mentioned that you might have a connection. I don't know if, like, you message her or something. I don't know. Like, can you maybe something? Yeah. Um, so she did actually go to my high school. <laughs> Um, you know, we actually graduated together. Oh, so that's yeah. it. Just yeah. graduation. That's all you know. Her that's from? all. Okay. That's it. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. They dated. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see, you can't see Dave's face right now, but it's redder than a solo cup. So <laughs> I like the analogy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think that, uh, as a whole brief um, pause while Dave recovers himself. <laughs> As a whole, I think the you know the entire team, top to bottom, has has been impressive all season. Um, you know, but definitely shout out to Riley Schill, great season. That's all I gotta say. Rachel, if you're listening, it's all about the podcast. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm just trying to do what I need to do to put the best content out. I'm sorry. Um, and then on the men's side, as far as basketball goes, uh, Mount Union clinched the regular season title, heading into tournament play as well with a 16 and one overall. Record in the conference and a 21 and three overall record, uh, and they are paced by Nathan Bauer Malone, who is leading the way for the Purple Raiders with 17 and a half points per game. And I know 
I believe the last episode we put out, we were kind of pumping the tires of the Marietta Pioneers uh, for how good that they were. And it was like the next night or two nights later, Mount Union went in and upset Marietta. And at the time, Marietta was like number five or number three in the nation or something like that. And since then, Mount Union has been on an absolute tear. Which is just like, I mean, congrats to them, but like, we already gave you one sport to win all the time at. Like, really? You're going to take two now? Mm-hmm. Like, what's next? Like, tennis? Like, come yeah, on. Seriously. Can, we, can you just stick with football, let the rest of the OAC get the other sports? Like, yeah. Don't be greedy now, okay? Right. I think there should be a rule that if you're as good as Mount Union is, you only play one sport. Yes. And it's that sport. And then the rest of the conference gets the other ones. Right. And they're just up for grabs. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. I think that that'd be good. And I think OAC officials, if you're listening, something to think about. Yeah, just tilt it a little the other people's way. Like, help us out a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, wrestling was also in action. And going along with the Mount Union theme, this one really started to irritate me. You know, we gave them basketball. They get football all the time. Don't say it. Sure, whatever. Don't say it. Mount Union won the title. No. For wrestling. My goodness. Like, I, you know what I mean? Just move up a division. Leave. I don't I don't care what you do. Form your own conference where you win every sport. <laughs> because at this point, it's just too much. You know? Come on. And, and I know we it's might be a little... It, it is. You know, thank you for the colorful language. <laughs> but that's the only way to express it. And We're all thinking it. it. Seriously. I mean, you know, we just didn't want to voice the opinion, but... Despite their, them winning, uh, what do you say, a title or I don't know what it's called in wrestling, mm-hmm. but we do have a few very talented players mm-hmm. here on campus ourselves, so you yeah. want to talk a little bit about them. Yeah, you know, I was actually just looking at something the other day, um, and it was like, there was like four or five Otterbine wrestlers that were ranked in the top eight in the nation for their weight class in Division Three, and... I'm like, how are we not winning the conference if we've got all these wrestlers? You know, it's like Corwin Bunsold, Jackson Laxco, uh, Drew Bradbury, Drew Casper, guys like that. You know, and, and it seems like every time that we hear about the Otterbein wrestling team, they're just, you know, they're winning these matches, they're winning these meets. And to hear that Mount Union, you know, won the conference and, and you know, I have the next point here, Drew Casper gets to 100 career wins. And, you know, Drew Casper is ranked number one in the 285-pound division in Division Three, and has a great shot to be a national champion this year. I mean, went to the national tournament last year, I believe, placed fifth, uh, if, if not, you know, I'm mistaken. But still, a great shot at it. And that roster is loaded with, yeah. with people that can go to a national tournament and make some waves. And, you know, I just I, – I don't think that we're kind of getting a fair shake of that. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, we don't follow wrestling close enough, but – but you feel like if there, if there was going to be a year mm-hmm. for Otterbein wrestling, like this would have been it. Yeah. You, know, you got a couple talented seniors like mm-hmm. leading the way. And uh, I just, that's crazy to me that Mountain Union is still on top somehow. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know a couple nights ago, believe it or not, one of the best D3 things of the entire year, couch night. Couch night. Right. Where you got to bring your own seat to the game. Um, <laughs> That's supposed to incentivize people to come, by the way. right. And it's like, oh, hey, lug that uh, 300-pound couch. Come to the game, and you get him for free. And it's like, oh, that's so easy. You know, why wouldn't I do that every night? But that was senior night for the wrestling team. And so currently the seniors, so the guys in our grade, that was – their freshman year was the first year of the wrestling program. 
and I know the the coach had a had a lot of high praise for those guys of, um, you know they they've done a lot for this program because now you know we're starting to get you know some really talented freshmen, some really talented underclassmen that have kind of come in, and it's been those seniors that have led the way, and you know through their dedication, their their hard work over the course of the four years has kind of built this program to a tier where it's very lucrative to a lot of recruits. Yeah. Um, you know through the guys like I mentioned before with you know Corbin and and Jackson and Drew. Um, you know, just to name the top three, um, you know, where it's, where it's becoming a very top tier wrestling program in division three. I would not be surprised if I see like Drew Casper in like WWE in like oh, three years. Yeah. In, in, I, I kind of see him too as like a Brock Lesnar type. Half, yes. I know you're a, you're a big UFC guy and you know who Drew Casper is. I, do you see the Brock Lesnar comparison at all? Oh, I see it. <clears throat> no, I see him more, uh. In like a hell in the cell scenario in mm, WWE. That's good. Um, maybe like a like a like a white lightning bolt across his face <laughs> covers yeah. all the way from the forehead down to the chin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I see him, just yeah. covered in tattoos. Like yeah. when I picture him, like I just like if you, if we all stood shoulder to shoulder next to each other, we would still be less broad mm-hmm. than Drew Casper. Yeah, dude's a machine. Yeah, he is. And in something that kind of goes unnoticed with Drew Casper, between his sophomore and junior year. He put on 100 pounds out of nowhere. He ate himself. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I remember, I forget who it was, but it was someone in our group chat. And they sent like his, uh, you know, his sophomore year wrestling thing. And it was like 185 was his wrestling class. And then the next year he was wrestling 285. We should check the roster in case any like the fresh freshmen went missing. Yeah. Maybe he just like. It could be. Morphed into one. It could be. Um, I personally see Drew as you mentioned, like Hell in the Cell WWE type. Who was the guy? I can't think of it. Was it Kane, the guy that ate the worms? Yes. Was that him? That's who I see Drew as. Like the guy takes like the can of worms, like you're about to go fishing, and just eats them right before he goes on the right before he goes on the mat. Yeah. That's who I see him as. Was Kane a villain though? Uh, no, he was. Uh... What Undertaker's brother? He's uh, Undertaker's yeah, brother. Because right. Drew's that's way right. too nice to be a villain. He's yeah, got to no. be. Like, so he's he's fighting for the good cause. Yeah. Which I think he, I mean, kind of is now, right? Right. Sure, if you want to look at it that way. I think my favorite thing about Drew though is when he goes out to wrestle. He has a shirt that's red, and then he has a gold Casper the Ghost on it. Have you ever seen that? No. So you know how like obviously like wrestlers are in like their singlets and like when they're warming up they're wearing like shorts and a t-shirt. His T-shirt is a red T-shirt with a gold Casper the Ghost. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's awesome. it's the best thing I've ever seen because it's such a, it's such a great play on words for him. But um, I think that you know that kind of wraps up sports for now. I think that we should kind of get into our inter- interviewee for this episode. Uh, it's a guy we're all pretty close with him. Uh, he did play for a little bit, right? A little bit. Um, and it's he, he's he's done a lot more than uh, play Division three sports in his life. He's now on a completely different path, uh, you know, into the music world. And that's Devin Henry. You might have heard in the past couple episodes. You have a few ads from him, maybe a few a few of his songs and clips. Um, but we sat down with him, and it, I mean, we talk about it in there in the interview. But we had really no guidelines for it, right? Like we were just kind of. It was like we just kind of. Sat down, had a normal conversation, and we just put microphones in front of us. And, I, I mean, it was a really good time. It was a Saturday afternoon when we sat down, so obviously we were having some fun. Um, 
But you got anything to say about Devin? No, I hope you guys enjoy it. I liked, uh, it was good talking to him. Yeah, so uh, I think we'll head on over to Devin. <laughs> I, I like and that the bass keep running, running, and running. I like that intro. Let's keep that. Don't even, like don't even cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we would like to welcome on uh, a very close friend of ours, a former Division Three athlete, but I think he's in peak physical performance at the moment. Devin Henry. Country singer, Columbus legend, Zeta Phi frat bro. <laughs> Devin, how's it going, buddy? What do you say, bud? <laughs> um, you know, this was something, you know, when we first started the D3 way, this was something that we had in mind. We wanted to bring you on. Um, although you aren't currently a Division three athlete, you were at one point in time, but you're doing something that is much better than you know any division three athletic story i don't uh, know about that but it's it's definitely an expensive hobby <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure i wouldn't uh, call it a hobby that seems yeah. modest but <laughs> yeah it's definitely a definitely a different take um we had bazooli on last week mm-hmm. or whenever this, this i don't know when this is coming out but we had Bazzoli on before different, a little different uh perspective from the d3 life and obviously you're gonna have a little d- different perspective so that's why we wanted to kind of have you on here just kind of hear your side, your experiences uh, lit, or, uh, going to school here at Otterbine. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Devin, I think we should honestly like start this off. I think you should just tell us, are you going to make a comeback? You have three years of eligibility left. Oh, man. I thought last spring, I remember messaging all you guys. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, <remember this. laughs> I was like, I really miss being competitive. And I was like, I think we'll come back. I, I really think I'm going to do it. And then, like, four weeks later, like, my fall just got slammed with music stuff and nursing school. So, I miss it. Um, I worry that I probably would never be able to get back in that shape again, for sure. But uh, I just picture uh, going one-on-one against you and picturing those bright red gloves he always had. Those things, you could pick him out of a – the whole team, there'd be like, I don't know, 100-something guys on the team. And you know where Devin is because he had these bright, brand-new red cutters. And I was like, there's Devin. There I'm he weak. is. I'm so weak. I just I knew where Devin was the second he took off his helmet because you just see, like, that hairline. And you're like, there's oh. the – you're like, oh, oh you're going to say that. <laughs> this is <laughs> second hey, we got to bring it out early. This is session. second time. Bring it out early. No, no, he had, he had hair back then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he hadn't gone full bald yet, but still, he's <laughs> There's a reason we haven't had like a returning guest. It's because yeah, Dave just ruins it by by roasting our person that we're talking yeah. to. But seriously, he take off that bucket, and you're like, "There's that used car salesman." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Just, just, I'm weak. Yeah. Oh man, my my favorite D three moment, and my whole. Three months of playing <laughs> <laughs> is uh, we went to Denison oh, and um, oh, my. <laughs> oh my gosh! So so we get up to Denison and I don't know where my head was, but we got to the place. And I'm just getting dressed. I remember Cougar and uh, Cougar Clark and Hayden Hillshorn. They were singing um, the national anthem or Amazing Grace, one of the two. <laughs> 
And I remember, like, Same I was song. just, <laughs> I was just like, I was just so in the zone with getting ready. It was like one of the first times, like, I was probably gonna be ready early, and I put on everything. I get my pads, my shoes, my socks. Not my pads. <laughs> my, my my thigh pads, my shoes, my socks. Put on my helmet, get my jersey on, and I'm like, I'm missing something. It's <laughs> like, all right, he stole my pads. I was, I was getting, I was getting pissed. I was going around everywhere looking for these pads, and couldn't find them. So I went to, uh, I went to what was that coach's name? Coach Coach Carroll. Oh, God. And I was like, hey, like, you know, this is this is like college football. Do you guys have like a dummy bag? Mm-hmm. He's like, what's a dummy bag? And I was like, I didn't bring my shoulder pads. And he laughed in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, that sucks. So, you know, we go out and we get we get kind of plowed that game. And uh, <laughs> well, I was just I was just wearing that little the Nike zip up that the whole team got. And uh, I remember we were going through the lines to shake hands, and one of their coaches walks up to me and says, uh, "Great, great coaching today, sir." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I was like, coach the hell of one, bud." <laughs> and just kept going. Rolled with it. Zeta oh, called God. me coach for like oh, a whole year. Shit. Dude, that I mean, I've been in that same boat. I think it was. It wasn't even our first game. It was, like, that scrimmage we had before the season. And I remember we got there, and, like, we had to wear those practice pants, so we had to, like, put the belt in. Yeah. And I got all dressed already, and I go, I forgot my belt. So I I pull it on, and I'm like, these aren't going to stay up without a belt. So I find, like, a random shoelace in a locker, and I put a shoelace through my (laughs) pants, and I tie them. And I remember going out to warm-ups, and Coach Freeze just going – Nice belt, Dave. Because <laughs> I had this thin black shoelace going all the way around. I go, thank you. Dude, Appreciate it. I every game. I mean, I could play. I could play for like thirteen years. It doesn't matter. Every time I'm on that dang bus, you have that mini panic attack. You're like, play. Please tell me that I brought everything. Yeah. Like, please. Yeah. Like, you go through that checklist in your head, but like, it's never like. I swear, like, I'm, like, I'm always missing something. Mm-hmm. And then you get mm-hmm. there, you open that bag up, and you're like, oh, thank God, I have yeah. everything. But, like, yeah. shoulder pads, that's a pretty big one to forget. Yeah, I was, like, I, pissed. I, I was, like, I was like literally the biggest time. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, I was like someone took them. Some forgot theirs, and they took mine. <laughs> like, I was pissed. You're usually cussing people out. Oh, I was, like, I was, like, I'm just waiting until someone fesses them up and puts them back in my locker, you know, one of the two. I, I, Hit them with I, a, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Like, I just want them back, yes, you know? Bro. <laughs> So anyway, we get back and uh, the shoulder pads are chilling on top of the the uh, yeah. the locker, like how they got those. Like, yeah, that was that was bad. I felt bad. My parents. That was one of the games they drove up to. Damn. Oh shit! That sucks. Yeah, well, they like, they got to see you coach though, which was pretty cool. They're like, sure. Devin, what happened? And I was like, I'm just a dumbass. See, I didn't really know you at the time like that well or anything. So I just, I got no one really knew what was happening at, at the beginning, at least, at least. And I was like, um. I thought you were, like, ineligible or something or, like, grands. I was like, I mean, we've only been here for a couple months. Like, how could he be failing already? Like, there's no way that's possible. And people are like, oh, no, he just forgot his shoulder pads. I was like, that's just not true. You should have just lied your way out of it the entire time. Just saying, like, yeah, no, the coach came out to me and said, like, they wanted a little help with the wideouts. Like, no, faked an injury. Yeah. yeah. Just faked an injury. Or that, yeah. That's just start limping not. around the field. Just like, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I got, I got out there for warm-ups, but then, you know, I just wasn't feeling it. They, Can't get them pads on. Yeah, those coaches told me shut down real quick. Yeah. We need you for Saturday <laughs> we next <need> week. 
yeah, they think I'm going to get some varsity reps yeah. next week. So, <laughs> got to save up my minutes. That's it. Uh, JVD3 football, man. Nothing like it. Oh, some of the best memories of all time. I love how the coach's reaction was just to laugh in his face. Not like, let's try to figure this out. Like, maybe we have some. No, just yeah. <laughs> just laugh. Just, that sucks. Yeah. That's it, literally. Like, you could have shared, yeah. I feel like. I oh, mean, 100%. Like, some, like, someone on the opposite side of the ball could just, like. <laughs> hey, well, we'll bleep like, that out. Because, <laughs> you, you rotate, right? So, like, yeah, you go, right. like, one every, like, three. Like, just I don't, swap depend. shoulder pads yeah. in different series. That's I mean, it might look. Easy. I mean, that would have been a really good whoa moment for D3. <laughs> just just watching people just pass shoulder pads back and forth. But, I mean, it could have it could have been worked out, but. You know, it's JV, so they're like, hey, screw it. You just got to sit out. Yeah. Yeah. But so, Devin, unfortunately, your Division three career ended a little abruptly because your music career began to take off uh, pretty significantly, and it, it, it required a little more time and en- energy, um, you know, and you, you had to dedicate a lot of your time to that. So would you like to, you know, kind of give us a little detail about, like, what it what went into that and, you know, that had to be a hard decision. So, you know, what in what went into that decision making process? Yeah. So, um, it was it actually wasn't my plans. Um, it's it's kind of funny because like I remember in the spring I was trying to decide what position to go out for because I just wasn't really feeling like wide receiver. I remember switching to uh, I I remember switching to tight end. I'm I, and I'm five ten. Mm-hmm. So like you guys talk about like D three moments. It's like I'm a five ten tight end like. <laughs> um, but uh with some badass yeah, so red gloves <laughs> my biggest regret was like if i was going to decide not to play like i would have done it before spring ball because like oh, waking man. up at 5 a.m every day but um so about let's see so camp started on august starts about the first week of august mm-hmm. about three weeks before then i had a really good friend that committed suicide and uh to be honest, like I didn't really recover, like bounce back from that. You know, I had like three weeks recovery time and I got to camp and you know, there's, there's a lot of factors in, in, in my choice, but, um, I got to camp and then I got a phone call that another friend did. So, uh, I, I called coach Dow. We just left the meetings and I, I was already kind of like not feeling it cause I know it's probably different for you guys, but for me, like I just like started like like not loving the game as much as like like what I did and you guys you know it's a it's a commitment so um coach Stout told me to go home and uh you know spend some time with my family go to the funeral so I did that and um I got a phone call to fly down to Atlanta Georgia to open up for a band it's kind of like a Nashville band it was kind of like my first phone call to do anything with music because like before then I was just playing in frat house basements so (laughs) Um, so that kind of influenced it. I think the time back home and then just ultimately like my, my passion in football was just kind of wearing thin as like it was growing with, with, with music and what I was doing with that. So, um, that was just kind of the long winded stories to how I ended up not being a division three athlete. Yeah. It makes sense. Like you were growing as a person, like your music was growing with you and obviously like it's like you're doing well now and. Some awesome songs going out, like a lot of it in, like inspired by like those events that like came out. And um, we you know we love going to your con- like concerts, like wherever you're playing, we're like we gotta be there because <laughs> he always puts on a good show. So it's um, I think the decision you made was probably the right one. And uh, no, we obviously love listening to you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, 
Um, you know, you, you spoke about it a little bit, but, you know, your friend's going through a tough time, and obviously you probably went through a tough time with, yeah. you know, them passing. And you wanted to bring up, <coughs> you know, a little bit about mental health. And I know that that's a, a, a thing you advocate you know, a lot yeah. more about, you know, seeking help and talking to someone and, and, and kind of sitting down um, and expressing those feelings so that, you know, you don't have to resort to such, you know, you know, a, a, a harsh thing. Um, you know, so would you kind of, you know, want to shed a little bit of light? Because, I mean, um, you know, I know you talk about it quite a bit. You know, you've gone through, you have written a couple songs about it. So, yeah, Hold on, I'm going to set up real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let me readjust this chair. Uh, not to put you on the spot, real. Yeah, quick. no, absolutely. I just no, 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 right no. You're it. good. I don't want you. I know we were talking about <clears throat> that before the show, so. Yeah. No. Um. One second. It's yeah. Radio, but yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, um. Kind of. Obviously, obviously, like, 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 where my friends have gone through the, you know, the, the, the mental health epidemic and and eventually death, you know, um. I think that things, you know, for like like my my perspective has changed. So like, I don't know about you guys, um, you know, in, in my town, mental illness was not a real thing. It was you know rub, rub some dirt on it, um, just you know toughen up. And uh, I think that around that time that uh, that Anthony had killed himself, I I wasn't I wasn't really feeling right either, and that was unrelated to to what happened to him but i had i had began to see that the mental illness is real and uh you know I, i'm not really <clears throat> kind of like a, a wimpy kind of be like to talk about like toxic mas- masculinity but um i definitely think that um it's something that smacks a lot of guys our age a lot of kids our age in the face and um just kind of a lot of the pressures, a lot of the the people and the, the the people they get advice from, um, and probably just the fear to just open up and talk about like kind of what's weighing on your shoulders. It's kind of embarrassing. So, um, you know, not 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 that it's easy enough to just say like, you know, it's cool to open up because that's it, you know it's not really cool to be vulnerable in a lot of scenarios. But um, I think creating an environment where people are aware of of what mental health can do if you don't um, take care of it. And I so. think that like, like if you're talking to like a close friend, like and like kind of open it up to them, like it almost like creates like a stronger bond. So like I don't think like no, I else, agree. It, it kind of almost like I I feel I feel like people should look at it like kind of in that way. Like if they're there for you, like, they're actually a good friend. Like they're gonna be there for you, and then you're just only gonna like make like the relationship or friendship like stronger. Like I don't I think like it's kind of heading in the right direction now. Like lately, like especially like in like. Pro, like professional sports, like you know, when people are coming out, we're talking about it and stuff. But um, I think it's heading the right direction. But I think that like that's like, a big thing. Like seriously, if you can connect with someone, like because a lot of times like they're probably feeling the same way. That's and that's you get true. that, then you get that bond together, <coughs> and then like it's almost like even though it doesn't fix things that you share that thing, because obviously you don't want anyone else to be going through that. But like it almost like lifts like a weight off that person's shoulders, and like you're like okay, well I'm not the only one. Yeah, kind of makes you not feel so like like isolated or lonely like do you understand that people are other people are going through that and stuff and i mean it's it's kind of like um i i mean i think that it probably eases up the load just knowing that you're not the only one i mean it, uh this is kind of like a stupid comparison but i remember showing up late to uh 
uh, it was an orientation at a hospital. Out of our 100 and some nursing students that were all in uniform, I show up. I was like 15 minutes late. I walk in the room, and I had like ripped jeans on, boots and stuff. And I knew in that moment, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if I wasn't the only one who's like this. And, <laughs> right. you know, in, yeah. in scenarios like that, like, yeah. you know, if someone else comes strolling in behind you or wearing the same stuff that you were, you're like, man, I don't I don't feel nearly as stupid right. or as bad now. And it's kind of like that, uh, you know, when, when you talk with your friends. I mean, I've had and, – and I think, like, what's, what's really cool is, you know, I quit playing um, football, but I, I still kept a lot of good relationships with you guys. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had a lot of deep, deep conversations, and I think that that's kind of what has helped kind of keep those bonds. Because, I mean, uh, when you're not really feeling right about yourself or, what you know, what's going your way, and you talk to someone else, and they're like, you know, man, like, I've, I've, I've having, I'm having some of those same feelings and stuff. And there's a lot of you guys that, like, I kind of leaned on, and, and it, it helped, it really helped with perspective and um it changed the way that that I I knew and thought about mental health. Absolutely, uh, mental health. I think like another like analogy like it happens to me every time I'm in class. Like with like I'll be just sitting there confused as hell. I'm like, okay, I have no idea what she's talking about, but I won't ask because I feel stupid. And someone asks someone else asked the question. I'm thinking I'm like, okay, thank God because I didn't want to sound stupid, yeah. but I was confused as hell too. Like thank <laughs> thank you, like Ryan. Well, I don't know who you are, but I appreciate you asking that question. Yeah. It's, it was Ryan too, Joe. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. But I definitely, I, I mean, I think it's great, you know, of you kind of taking the platform that, you know, you've kind of created for yourself and that you're on now to kind of voice your opinion and voice the importance of speaking out and talking about mental health because it is a, you know, it is a big thing, you know, in our country and with people of our age. And, um, you know, you're a very good advocate for that. So, you know, I applaud you for that one. And as bad as like everything that happened, like it came out. You came out with a great song, "23 Empty." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like it's moving. It's it, it bangs, but it's also like sad, and it's like it just kind of have like every all the good parts mm-hmm. you want in a song, and it's uh, all the good it, parts you want in a country song, baby. Absolutely, yeah. it's yeah, a great song. Sure. Check it out. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. But yeah, <laughs> so like I'm looking up like some of the stats real quick. I wasn't just like ignoring you guys, but like like here's like what people don't understand. I'm pretty sure that. Um, Hold on, I found some statistics. In that music video that I made for 23 Empty, I started talking yeah. a little bit about it. But yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's the second leading cause of death with people mm-hmm. our age, if yeah. not the first. Right. Um, and on top of that, like something that kind of blew my mind is uh, every every 40 seconds, someone, someone dies of suicide. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that by 2020, it's going to increase to 20 seconds. And to kind of put that in perspective, like um, – I, I wanted I wanted what, whether I like it or not when I'm putting music out when I'm in front of people um, and when I'm trying to branch out with my band and my music I have a lot of eyes on me and um, I guess I kind of wanted to use some of that attention or, or, or some of that following to uh, make something good out of it you know I'm, I'm not really a, a fame driven person or like a, an, an attention seeking kind of guy like that's not me but like if i do have that platform and if i do have that chance like i just kind of wanted to uh use it for the better and see you know see what i can can do to help out with some topics that really are are close to my heart as well as people from back home yeah yeah Absolutely. no question about it um so i think that we should you know maybe get to a lighter subject um so 
you know, with your music, obviously you've been, you know, incredibly successful. We've talked a little bit about coming to your shows and um, enjoying our time when we come to your shows. Um, we're obviously front row all the time, and we get the Devin chance started all the time. When you when you look oh, a little yeah. nervous, we're always we're always there we to lighten the mood. Yes, um, I remember that last time in Bristol. Oh, he that playing. looked like that was a big you ass crowd. And he came out pants. there. Was, uh, he came out there. His eyes were this yeah. big, and I was like, "All right, we gotta get this chance going, y'all." Because we're used to like Zeta Devin, yeah, where he comes right. out all the comments world like this is my house. I'm about to rock all your worlds, and we he comes out and. Like we're jacked, and I'm like, I can tell he's a little nervous. Like, oh god, let's just let's start a Devin chant. And yeah. this is before you had like really introduced yourself or like started singing. And so like I'm talking to all these like random people that are like sitting there waiting for you to sing. I'm like, hey, like let's get a Devin chant. And they're like, who's Devin? I was like, he's about to rock your world, man. And he's like, they're, they're like, all right, I'm in. I was like, awesome. So yeah. we just like everyone just started chanting Devin. It was actually pretty sweet. I mean, like obviously he must have been. Mm-hmm way more cool for you mm-hmm. but it was awesome yeah. for us it, too. that was that was an experience because i mean there was there's so many people there that night and that oh, really yeah. that really had nothing to do with like like me like it was the i think it was the penn state game and like when i got there like there's a line of like like probably 30 people oh, yeah. out the door that no one could get more in more than that i mean it oh, was yeah. nuts and we I, I remember like so they said um yeah your mic check is, is a live mic check and they're like, so you're just going to act like it's part of your set. And and I remember they pulled the curtains open or, or, or whatever it was that they – something was kind of like covering me and my band because our band's like the stage was in the back room almost. And I heard all you guys started doing it. And I, that only made me more nervous. Oh, I was like, no. I was like, I was like <laughs> oh, man. I said, like, <laughs> now i got to show off for my old, my old boys. Hey, you, hey, you quickly <laughs> – Gained your confidence after yeah. that first song, though. I no, mean, you were sweet. It was sweet. After after you got comfortable a little bit, it was awesome. It was a great concert. I think that you're being modest when you say that. Like, I mean, I'm sure like a lot of that bar wasn't there for you, but like like intended to be there for you. But like, there was a there was a crowd and a half we did have of a, guys we were that were just yeah. there for Devin Henry. Like, I, I was spilling ne- beers on everybody. <laughs> you would, we would have never been at that bar <laughs> unless you were playing. Like, I don't I don't think I'll it's be a, back unless cool Devin bar. plays. It it's, it's a nice, it's a super cool bar. But like, I won't go unless. You're playing like that, just. Well, we got I mean, a couple shows coming up there, so uh, you know uh, we're playing. What days we're playing? I'm playing there again February 13th for about the bands, and then the winner of uh, so it, it's like a there's 18 bands that was contacted to uh, to play in this thing, and it's a six week process. So every week three bands um, a week will play on a Thursday night. So is it based on like noise? It's based off of pretty much the crowd you bring. Oh, you're so, oh, boy. oh shit! Well, what? Yeah. Hey, you, you know got what? that one in the bag. So, I'm sorry, other oh, 17 bands, but this one's wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna bring a rowdy crowd. So I'll be playing there, um, February 13th. That's the Battle of the Bands, and then uh, I play there again, full band, just kind of like a, like an hour show kind of deal on a on a Thursday night. It's our last uh, college Thirsty Thursday. Oh, so yeah. boy. Hopefully we can hey, we can bring a we'll crowd. We'll be there, man, yeah, for the Battle of the be. Bands. We will be there. And you can just say, I got more friends than you have. To yeah, all the other, like, all like, the other, no uh, question. All the other guys. Just um, a heads up, we're going to start, we're gonna start another Devin chant, too. Like, it's going to happen. So, for, like, a, a show like Battle of the Bands or, like, when you came out to Bristol and you knew that there was going to be, like, a decent-sized crowd, um, you know, obviously that's a little bit different than playing in Zeta's basement. Um, how do you, like, prepare for a show like that? Like, throughout the day, you know, do you, like – you know, kind of like rehearse the set in your head, or like, you know, how's that? How's yeah. that? Yeah. Do you have any weird rituals? Yeah. Right. Like, do you, like do you like wear two different socks? 
Or do you like, like eat that. like fried chicken before you go on stage yeah, or something? Something like that. A Mountain Dew. A Mountain Dew to get your nerves right. Or a Miller Lite, because I know you love both. So, uh, <laughs> that day, that day was actually kind of different. If it's if I'm playing it, if I'm playing a Zayd and I'm playing for, like in front of a lot of people I know, um, it's I don't really have to necessarily mentally prepare because like it, it's it's a relaxed setting at that point. I mean, I play these songs. I probably played every song in my inventory a thousand times a piece, and that sounds like ridiculous. So it's it's whenever that atmosphere changes to something much bigger and something that I haven't experienced. So that that specific night, we installed like like ten new songs, and um, like a douchebag, I had my <laughs> um, I had my AirPods in, and uh, uh, where, where my dad is in my band, we were riding to Bristol, and like I had them turned up all the way, and I was just like listening to the same like four songs over and over again that I couldn't remember the lyrics to. So um, that's that's kind of like a one time ordeal, but. Um, as far as every other show goes, it always starts with like a Jaeger bomb. Yeah, yeah. love it. And that's one of the, one of the best bombs. In the that's <laughs> it's funny because like that's that my dad hates Jaeger and he hates Red Bull, and uh, it's it's cool because he gets nervous and uh, his his way of breaking through those nerves is uh, is uh, hey hey Dad you you want to go do a, a Jaeger bomb? I'm like, <laughs> Hell oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. You know, that might be one of the best like father-son traditions I've yeah. ever heard. Absolutely. Do a bomb before hey, before we just blow the top off this place, just do a quick Jaeger bomb. Like, just just can chill. I, can just, I get adopted and like just be like, maybe like, I don't know, you need someone to carry like the speakers or something? Because I will be in on that Jaeger bomb. Hey, Jaeger bomb's second best kind of bomb. Anybody want to guess first? Vegas. Atomic. Wow. Okay, that's aggressive. I thought you were gonna say the uh, the four J the four Jays. Well, we won the war, right? Oh, oh the four horsemen. Four horsemen. Oh boy, that might be the worst you know, shot of my life. Devin, I'll be honest. You're drinking a Red Bull right now in front of us. Yes, sir. And you may or may not have a flask. I'm not gonna disclose that to the audience. <laughs> but if you did have a flask, I would assume that it had Jaeger in it. However, if you had a flask, I may or may not have just smelled it, and it's not Jaeger. So. <laughs> I think you're a false Jagerbomb fan. <laughs> Wait, do you not? Because I saw you pour the flask. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. No, nah, no, nah, I and feel it was you. not blacker it, than hell. Right, let me let me tell you something about what would be in that flask if I had it in my right pocket. So, <laughs> if I did have a flask, there'd be a high percentage that I would have uh, Peach Crown. Oh, mm. classy man. Because hypothetically, wow. someone could have given that you know to me for Christmas. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and. Also, hypothetically speaking, if we're going in that route, it's a rare bottle because they don't make it anymore. So, if I did have one, uh, that's probably what would have been in it because my Jaeger's empty. Mm. Let me ask you, did you take a, a Jaeger bomb shot before this podcast? <laughs> because you're gonna this, this podcast is going to go to a larger audience than anyone you've ever played in front of. So That's a joke. I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I man. don't drink. I don't do so that. We have like 30 people, but yeah. we're going to list it yeah, like four seriously. times so we get oh, the numbers yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, just keep sliding it to the end. <laughs> just get the plays up. Oh, wait. So, you know, we talked to you about like a little bit about your pre-show, obviously. Um, do you have like so far, do you have like a favorite place that you've played? Like some place that you would love? Like if, if you had to do every concert at one venue, do you have a place that you'd like to play? Um, or, or like a least favorite. I have yeah. like or, a, yeah. I have like a it's it's a it's a 
it's kind of a loaded question because like I consider a lot of my playing in, in, in two different areas. Mm-hmm. So like um, as a musician, like someone who performs live, like you want to hit every note. I, you know, I, I I cover music. I cover like stuff that my fans like to play, and that's completely aside from what I try to do as a singer songwriter, where I write music and I want to you know I I, I want to approach maybe landing a label. Um, so a lot of my places that I play as a musician are more so here in Ohio because there's not a whole lot of like singer-songwriting stuff. So um, out of every place that I've played, the coolest place that I've played was, was Bristol that mm-hmm. night. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it was, was pinnacle. It was absolutely pinnacle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole night, no one left. It was, it was mm-hmm. packed. It was like a 15-minute wait outside the place the whole night, one person in, one person out. Oh, dude, don't even – don't even tell me about it. I went pee one time, and I lost my friends for the rest of the night. I was, like, just chilling in the back with my two white claws in my hands, and I was just sitting there, like, yeah, with my hands up. And I just saw them 20 feet in front of me in the front of the stage giving you high fives, That's and good. I was just like, That's okay. Good. Yeah. Meanwhile, right, we're, my going, going. we're going yourself. around the, the front part of the audience, just Burt's beezing everybody, putting it on their eyelids. Yeah, just, we what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, it was a wild night. Yeah, it was we a wild were, night. We were, yeah. It was getting weird. Yeah, so, was everyone weird. like kept thinking that like it was gonna get them like high or something. Like, what does this do to me? I'm like, literally, it just cools your eyelids. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. And they like didn't trust it. They're like, am I gonna get messed up from this? I'm like, no. Like it's it's literally chapstick in your eyelids. Like yeah. it's Seriously. the dumbest thing I'm ever. Weak. Seriously. So my my other uh, my other place to play is is a place in Nashville called Belcourt Taps. And uh, I, I, I've played it a couple cool, like, writer's rounds. And, like, for those of you guys that don't know what that is, like, when you get on to Nashville, you can only play original music. And uh, a lot of times they'll get, like, groups of three or groups of four, and they'll do, like, three or four rounds with those groups. And you just you just go, like, one person at a time. Like, he plays original, he plays original, he plays original. They, they redo it, and you get to play about three or four originals apiece. Um, so, like... That that's that's my favorite place. And like I have like the coolest stories, the coolest memories from there. Like Florida Georgia Line, like they got started there. Brothers Osborne, um, Devin Harry Music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you no, heard it here no, first. But yeah. it was yeah. uh, it, it was a... remember us when you get big. <laughs> yes. Uh, while we're while we're on the topic of you getting big, will you give us one percent when you get big? I'll give you one percent for sure. Sweet. Man. I don't think I don't you. Mean, I don't yeah, think yeah, you yeah. realize the amount of money you just committed yourself yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's not. It's recorded. It's, yeah. It's a verbal contract. We we got this you in court. Just, if you ever dispute, your future just, agent's gonna be so pissed at you. <laughs> I also want to say, like, sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask the question everyone's been wanting to hear, or everyone's been wanting to know. Um, do you have any new music coming out? I do. I do. I have. Uh, a... Can you give us a date? A date. Oh, that's a bold statement. Let's put you on the spot here. For the 40 people that listen, let's put them on the spot. Don't undersell us. Come on. I'm just joking. Um, Of the billions and billions that listen. (laughs) Because if you don't, our listeners will attack you. The answer is yes. We we have some some new music coming. Um, Not like an album or anything. I'd like to record a single or two. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them is a new song called Mess Me Up. Sure you give you us a little it. sample, just right into the mic, just a little, little bit of the chorus. <laughs> no, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've literally heard it. He's played it for us yeah. before. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I know that. So uh, that's one of them. And then I have an older song. It's like one of the first ones I put out. It's, it's called Firework. Oh, oh great yeah. song. And, uh, I think I'm like, I'm, I'm really thinking about like re-recording that and uh, seeing what kind of kind of 
feedback. With like a higher quality. That. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, is there another Christmas song in the works? I want to know. There, you know, that was the biggest double-edged sword because, like, because, <laughs> like, I wrote that in a nursing class, and I don't even know why my cheesy ass was writing about Christmas shit. <laughs> but, like, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, all right, it'd be cool to make a Christmas song cool, like, one that's not cheesy, one that doesn't talk about Santa and stuff. Like, if you think about every country song... It's, it's not, always not, not based nice. in like summertime, like yeah. beer, trucks, girls, Daisy Dukes, like <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to do something where it was just like a different setting. It wasn't necessarily a Christmas song. So I, I, I wrote this song with a friend. We recorded it. And it was act, like, I, I will say like the production of it's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's it kind is. of a banger. Yeah, yeah. And that's not like, not anything to like. It's not me like bragging. I, like what? I just I think it was an it's interesting okay, song. Hey, you brag like, all you want on this. No, show. no, no. When's the When's the <laughs> Halloween song coming out? <laughs> well, so like, let's just I check off all of the and, holidays. That's everyone's favorite. Like I'll be playing somewhere in the middle of July, and they'll be like, "Fall this Christmas." No way. <laughs> like, that's no. awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, I know Christmas you... in July, man. That's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. I yeah. mean, I mean, I can just like say like I've taken, um, I've went home. And I've showed, like, all ten of my friends. Like, we sat around with the speaker, like, at a fire. And I was, like, listen to my buddy from uh, school. And I played him, and they were, like, damn, that dude's good. Like, he's gonna... that's, that's too sweet. Bro. No, it's serious, You make, my heart, you make like, my heart smile, man. Yeah, we I'm get serious. cheesy. You have the Trent listeners, yeah. No, I, 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 I appreciate All 30 people in Trent are listening. <laughs> I do appreciate it, though. Seriously, like, 23 Empty is one of the oh, it's most well-written, amazing. Yeah. best yeah country songs i've heard in a while no, like it really is it's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. i mean a country song is supposed to be about like telling a story and it's supposed to hit you it's supposed <coughs> to give you goosebumps that's yeah. what a country yeah. song is supposed to do that's that's the meaning of it and you like you drew it with that one mm-hmm. and it's fucking awesome i appreciate yeah. that seriously yeah. thank you like, yeah. that, that does and i think like us knowing you obviously like knowing the story behind it and how much that song particularly means to you i mean that song is I mean, it's up there with like one of my favorites of all time because I know the backstory. Like I, you know, and obviously it's it's a tremendous song. Like it, just by itself, if you don't know the backstory, but like it adds to it. Yeah, it adds out. to it, and knowing everything that you went through and how much it meant to you to put that out is well, awesome. I, I, first of all, like, I I appreciate it. Like yeah, you know, I'm I'm very like critical of myself. Like if I record music, like I don't know, it's probably you guys like watching game film. Like you you miss a player, you do something, and you you just study, study, study. So I mean, I never mess up. When when I decide, oh <laughs> <laughs> week. Hey, but don't worry, we will we will end this podcast with twenty three empties so everyone can. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, no question about it. Um, so our fans and ourselves are dying to know. A question for you oh, that literally only you can answer because you have such an affection for two things in your life. <laughs> if you had to choose one, one for the rest of your life, are you choosing Mountain Dew or Miller Lite? <laughs> <laughs> man, that, oh man, that's actually a hard question. Psych, Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I start my Tuesdays and Thursday mornings with a, with an ice cold 
Blue Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh my god. It's voltage. Voltage. Oh, those are the best. Hey, no oh, free, I get my those, those are the best. I get the voltage in my body, man. It's like crazy. <laughs> I love when I see him in the campus center and he'll come up and be like, man. I've been going a week, but fuck it. And he just has a full cup of it, and I'm like, hell yeah, daddy. Oh, my god! I'll put it on my story, like, broke my diet. <laughs> like, hey, just make it man. a diet, and then you can't break the diet. It's in, it's yeah. the I do. I have, like, I, a Mountain Dew and rice diet. Yeah, seriously. Just, like, whatever two combos you want, but, like, make it a diet. This is my diet. Mountain <laughs> Dew and rice. <laughs> what a diet that is. Boil hey, the rice and Mountain hey, Dew. Brown yeah, rice. Yeah. Brown, okay, no, that's healthy now. Brown rice. Yeah, it's brown rice. Um, so before you go, I want to ask you one more question about performing. Yes, sir. Do you have Here some you sort go. of story where you were getting set up for a show or you were, you know, set up for a show and you're out there, you're singing, you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden you realize like something goes completely wrong? Oh, uh, yeah, like, that happens all the time, yeah. actually. <laughs> Tell us like the Elaborate. like what's the worst one that you've had? Oh, uh, um, Uh, I've got a couple. I'll, I'll go through it. Just, just a quick couple. So, okay. uh, there's a lot of like my equipment that um, each part matters mm-hmm. to to ev- like to the nth degree. So, like if one thing goes wrong, it changes my whole sound. It, sh- it changes my whole show, and it changes my whole mood because I'll get pissed off real fast. So we uh, we had a gig here in Westerville. Uh, it, it was Fenders. It was that night you guys all came to that. And uh, one of like one of my my mic DI boxes just like it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So I had to. Um, well, Fenders is probably what a, a ten minute, ten minute, maybe, seven maybe. seven yeah, minute drive from close. from here. Yeah. I made it in two because I was there <laughs> and I was going like seventy and like a thirty five. Um, and I got it. I grabbed it and like we were able to start on time. But um, Bristol was another time. Like uh, the sound guy. I didn't. Uh, I I guess there was bad communication, but like he neglected to tell me he didn't have a cord, but kind of was speaking like he did, which it's not a big deal, but um, it just it, it makes your stomach like just like cringe. Like yeah. it's it's just as it's just as bad as going to a football game and not having your football helmet. Like yeah. short pads. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> short pads. <laughs> I uh, you mentioned that like you know you're looking for like a label and stuff. Um, I wanna. I don't know what it takes to be have like be like a label. We should we should uh the D three way we're gonna create our own label and I wanna offer you a contract. <laughs> that way the next time you talk to someone like actually knows what they're doing, you'd be like, Yeah, I just rejected the last label because they didn't give me what I wanted. You'd make you sound professional. So we're gonna officially offer you to be a part of our label. That's yeah. how that works. Oh like, no yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. So you're joining yeah. the D three way until yeah. father notice. Yeah. D three Wadio? Oh, oh. mic drop! Oh, We're diversifying. We're gonna be on serious we What we can we can offer that. you is we'll pay for your bombs for every show, and um, that's that's about it. it. <laughs> that's a pretty low budget here, but um, we can do that. You and your dad can get a bomb before every show. Yep. It's as high as high as I can go. I just, I just really want to thank you guys for coming on here and talking on my show, uh, the D3 way. It's been a pleasure <laughs> having you, Niall. He's going to take it over. Awesome guests. <laughs> His label now. I want to take this time to tell some D3 stories. And oh. one, before you tell one, I, I just had one pop in my head. No, I want you guys to talk, and we're going to burst okay. some thoughts. That's fine. I don't really have that's anything totally in my fine head. with me. 
It's but, his show now. So there was there was one time, I think you were like running down the sideline and you were like about to score or something. Did I swear like you got clotheslined or something and you got <laughs> lit up. And it was just okay. like, oh my god, what just happened? Yeah. And I think you were like out cold, and it was like the whole training staff was over <laughs> here for twenty minutes. I do remember that game. Save the vocal cords. So our, um, our <laughs> damn it, hey. save the larynx. It'd be like they're they're like running over there, like the trainer turns around, who's got about do? And they just ran over, pour it on him. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, all he has to do is crack it open. He gets a whiff of it, and he's like, let's go, first down. <laughs> Smelling salts. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that freshman year, like I was like really close with with a lot of the wide receivers. Like I I knew you guys, but I feel like I got closer like as college went on. Mm-hmm. But of that group, it was like me, Mina Zaki, Blake Uten, um, <laughs> Blake Uten. <laughs> um, uh, what's uh, Cal's last name? Cal Harbour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a there's a handful of a couple others, but like I was really close with those guys, and everybody had had their touched like everyone had a touchdown a piece except me so we're playing against heidelberg it's a day game and uh i played slot so i was running like a a flag route and i i like burnt the shit out of this guy like he was like on my ass and i was wide open in the back corner of this end zone and i don't know who the quarterback was like it was a great throw it just had a high arc to it and um I was like, this is my moment. This is my moment. This is my moment. I jump up real high. I have my hands on the ball. And this dude, like, took my feet from out underneath of me. And, like, I came down and, like, landed on my head and shoulders. Kind of like, uh, you ever watch that movie? Um, what's, what's the movie where the guy's the, the agent? It's got Tom Cruise in it. Oh, uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, you know that scene, like, yeah, like yeah, where yeah, he yeah. jumps up and makes the catch? Yeah. Like, that's what Invincible. it was. But, like, I landed on that ground. I was like, oh, my back. <laughs> And at that moment, you're like, country music's it. No more football. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, dude, you took my one touchdown away for the whole JV season. You should sing a song with that. Just call it, like, so close. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going against Nile like, probably every day at practice. You probably uh, burnt the routes. shit out of no, him. Dude, <laughs> no, honestly, like, the way I we would just try to go, like, tackle the quarterback. And they were just like, this is one-on-ones. <laughs> honestly... You were talking about, uh, like, the quarterback threw it. I'm surprised he was even standing up because normally they were on the ground. You must have been there in a hurry because he, he had about a second and a half to get rid of that ball before you got Are you sure he didn't fall start on the play? Because normally Bro, it was a I, sack. I loved, the, I loved our quarterbacks because oh, they, they had oh. heart, man. Oh, oh. I want to give a shout-out to Jake Carney right oh, now. Jake Carney. Carney. Wherever that man is at. That man took some of the hardest I've ever seen in football. <laughs> I've watched Ray Lewis. I've, I've watched all the greats. I I haven't seen hits like that. Have, have you ever seen that uh that video where it's it's the guy he does like soccer uh Scott Sterling that guy have you ever yeah, seen? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. So like dude, dude, every time that Jake Carney would get he'd get pummeled. He like it, he was there was no such thing as like solo sacks. It was like like four dudes on top of him. And yeah. every time this man like can't even walk, we got two quarterbacks that have to split time, and like the one guy already got his time. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching. Dude, he gets freaking plumbled, man. And I remember like no one was concerned about like how his how his brain was, <laughs> how his knees were. This man's getting up, and everyone's like, "All right, hurry, hurry back to the huddle. Like we gotta have you for the next play." 
<laughs> but it was like every time you get hit, it was like Scott Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember watching Billy. Like, every play, I was like, "Oh, that's Karendie," and then he like pop up, and I'm like, "Oh, he's good." And then next play, oh, that he's done forever. And then he'd get up, we and next a, play, like that dude needs to be in a body cast for six years <laughs> well, and well, just remember, sleep. Yeah, I remember like week one, like he didn't have knee he didn't knee have braces. knee braces he didn't have ankle braces he didn't have elbow Facts. pads he was just chilling you know <laughs> and it comes like week six i mean it's like the fifth jv game because he probably canceled one somehow in the middle of there but it's like six jv game and he is strapped up in pads oh, like yeah. he he's knows like, he's like i'm gonna die this game he's so. like sleeping in copper fit where's the helmet <laughs> Where, he's like, where's the helmet with the braids like i don't even trust the old lineman now like it was terrible the other guy we had another i think his name was garrett oh yeah what, what tall was his guy. last name garrett, he, he, i don't know what his last name was but he, was he would take dude. those same hits too oh. except this man would like lose the ability to like tell you what two plus two was <laughs> I remember we'd always get pissed, too, because, like, Carney would get laid out. And, like, you'd look at him, you're like, he's unconscious. Like, there's no way he's getting up. But no offensive lineman would, like, turn around and help him up. They'd just, like, look around and be like, all right, next play. And they just, like, go back to the huddle, and Carney's, like, laying there dead. Dude. And eventually, like, a Bergie or something, or maybe you, like, goes up and, like, peels him off the turf. And they're like, come on, man, hey, you got to you gotta throw one more. And he's like, no. Could you no. imagine, like, the play call in that huddle? He's probably like, hey, bananas, four, four, four. And he just leaves. And everyone's like, all right, we're just going to go make something happen. <laughs> the offensive linemen are like, whoever's, a, whoever's a, uh, over you, just let him by. It was like a screen pass every time. Like They just didn't block the person in front of them. Like, let the first guy go. We'll get it on the second guy. Yeah. We'll get yeah. the linebackers. If they blitz, we'll get those guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can outrun those defense yeah. linemen. Yeah. I mean, it was we'll game get the hard part. stuff. Yeah, poor guy, man. Yeah. Part of how I knew it was D3 was how they freaking traded the freshmen. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> my experience, I'm not sure what the defensive side looked like. But I'll tell you right now, our wide receivers coach hated two people. Me and Blake Uten. <laughs> Imagine well, that. Well, one Just of them the is coach. and that's you. But, uh. <laughs> Bro, we'd be, it'd be before games. You know, like like how, like, like before games, we'd put on our, our, our uniforms and go out, do a warm-up. They'd break into groups like linebacks would go, running backs, DBs. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, so just some like just some warm up stuff, you know. Uh, uh, Coach Coach Carroll's chilling like where the numbers are along the sideline. We're sprinting from the sideline like up on that line, mm-hmm. so he's like a good ten yards away. <laughs> so like he would he would want you to sprint at him, and you just see him like just lobbing. Julian, nice little pass. Uh, Peyton, nice pass. Hunter, nice pass. Me. Freaking drill straight to the nutsack. <laughs> Blake Uton comes up right behind me, drills it straight to his ankles. Blake falls over. Like, it was, like, awful. And I remember we were at a practice one time, uh, and it was when we had to walk over to the, the grass field, mm-hmm. like, rather than a turf field. And uh, That's a D3 moment. D3 but... <laughs> Blake. Uncut grass. <laughs> Blake has this knack of just, like, trying to chime it up with everybody, like, people that he probably shouldn't chime it up with. <laughs> So, like, Blake was late to practice again, and uh, he was trying to get Coach Freeze uh, uh, attention, and he's like, hey, Freeze. Coach Freeze doesn't reply. Yo, Freeze. (laughs) Hey, Freeze. And finally, Coach Freeze explodes. It's Coach Freeze. I'm not your friend. I'm not your homeboy. Coach Freeze. (laughs) It's like D3, man. I totally remember that. Oh, man. Well... Devin, I think that that pretty much wraps up what we had for you. I just want to say thank you, man. I know uh, you're a busy man. You have a 
pretty important formal this evening. Uh, but you took a little <laughs> bit of time to sit down with the D3 boys. So I uh, appreciate you. We had a lot of good conversations, a lot of good stories. So it was good. I appreciate it, man. Bit, man. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, I always like kicking it with you guys. It's interesting what what this conversation's going to look like. We really like. didn't have much structure to this. Yeah, we were just no. kind of like, hey, man, we'll just like sit down and talk to you. I think yeah. we had like four questions right now. But like obviously we could talk to you for hours yeah. without even having questions. So yeah. always a good time, man. Yeah. So once again, thanks for Devin to coming out and uh, you know doing the interview with us. He obviously, you know, he had something for his fraternity that night, so it was, you know, kind of out of his way to do it. But we definitely enjoyed sitting down and talking with him, um, you know. But I think, as we always do, after the interview, I think it's time we kind of dive in to our party of the week and our D three moment. And this week, because our interview with Devin ran a little bit long. We're going to do a little bit of a condensed version. We're going to do one partier of the week, and we're going to do kind of one and a half, two-ish D3 moments. And Hef, you got the partier of the week. I think you should take it away. All right. So I, I went home last weekend to, to my hometown, and we, we were all just getting ready for the bar going out, you know. <clears throat> and uh, my buddy – you can peer pressure them to about do anything with beer. Once you hit liquor, it's off limits. But if, if you hit, if you use beer, you can peer pressure them to do anything. And uh, we made them chug about 19 beers in two hours, which is actually ridiculous. <laughs> and um, we went to the bar that night. We were just shooting pool, hanging out, you know, maybe a Marlboro Red here or there. Maybe. We don't know, though. I don't know. It didn't happen. <laughs> I don't know. No. It's Trenton, so it definitely happens. Yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, like, we just see him gagging, like, full body convulsions. We don't know what's going on. And he vomits right next to the pool table. Like, he's sitting on a stool. He's just watching us play pool one second, and then he just pukes his guts up right next to the pool table. And we're all like, what do we do? Like, they're going to kick us out of the bar. And then I remember I was like, they're not going to kick us out of the bar. And I thought at least someone would come pick it up. But <laughs> – we stayed there until the bar closed, and no one came and picked it up. No one mopped it up. It might still be there. I don't know. <laughs> but um, it was just funny. Like, all night, people were playing – different people, not just us. Different people were playing pool, and they had to, like, straddle to do these shots because they were straddling over the puke. Girls were, like, stepping over it to go to the bathroom. It was awesome. And he was just, like, sleeping in the corner. That's it was, amazing. It was amazing. That's great. Yeah. I think – Next time you go to that bar, I I hope that there's just like a plaque and it just says like Teague's Corner, in the in that corner. It's gonna be just no, they're not gonna clean it up. Yeah. So it's gonna be one of those like caution things, and it's gonna be signed by Teague's. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be even better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but that, I think 19 beers in two hours is that's an incredible feat. That's even, gotta be some sort of record. Couldn't even put down a case though. I know. So close. One time I watched him drink uh, eight and a half beers in less than 30 minutes. And I was like, "How? Like, how does your stomach even allow you to do that?" Because he's a—he's basically the—he's an eighteen-wheeler personified as a human. Yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. He's a rig, dude. Get out he's of his big. way, man. Yeah. And the only fuel you. is beer. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Instead of gas, he's—he's—he's he's, he's fueled on bush lights and Miller lights. Oh, uh, but yeah. So as I said, we're gonna do a condensed version of Party of the Week in our our D three moments. So that kind of wraps it up for Party of the Week. Niall, you and I have a little conjoined D3 moment here. Um, so 
I'll, I guess I'll kick it off. I kind of put it out on our Twitter, on our Instagram. Um, you know, and there was this one day I'm walking to the weight room and at the far end of the court, I see like the basketball team practicing, you know, kind of what's, you know, whatever's going on. They probably got a game that night. They're doing a little shoot around. It looks like kind of shooting around three point line. And at the near side of the court on the same court as the varsity basketball team is everyday students in t-shirts and shorts just playing three on three, four on four. And like no coach was like, Hey, can you get off the court? You know, we got stuff to didn't care. Did not care. It's not like here at, at division three schools, basketball teams don't have their own building for the court. They share with everyday students. And I guess you kind of have a different spin on it. I was one of those everyday students. Exactly. And we were playing, you know, just pick up. And all of a sudden, the lights go on us. And we're like, don't matter. My shot's not going in anyways. We'll just keep playing. So we played for about another 10 minutes. And then someone came over and was like, hey, the men's basketball team has a game. You have to get off the courts. And it's also the same with the weight room. Anyone lifting. It's all in the same vicinity. So they're like, anyone in the weight room. Anyone playing basketball has to leave. So when the basketball team has a game, you can't lift. You can't play basketball. Basically, you got to get out. Yeah. Which is like we really only have one place where mm-hmm. we can do all this. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was we were booted, um, but whatever. Yeah. No, I was, just, I, was sure. just, I felt like I was just about to make one, too. And, and your grind don't stop, though, because it didn't discourage you from going back the next day. Right. Yeah, right. and that's that D three mentality. But you have dude. to check the schedule. Exactly. Though. Seriously, like, you gotta hey. you gotta check the little thing on the on the weight room door. Okay, who's got the court today? Right. And um, but I have noticed a couple times. I think and you know we've been to like the girls games or whatever guys games for like recruits and whatever. And every once in a while, if you're not there when they shut the lights off, someone will weasel into the weight room. Oh yeah. Because you'll be like at the basketball game and you'll hear the faint sound of like a couple plates clanking together, and you're like, what is? What's that? Yeah. And you look over there and it's someone just like, you know, squatting on a Saturday evening. And you're like, what are you, like, what? How did that happen? I did one time. I was the weasel one time. Really? I think it was a weekday, though. And I was like really weirded out. I was like, why are these lights off? Didn't know what was going on. And then I would just hear cheering every once in a while. I'm like, well, I know they're not cheering for me, like, curling 20s. So (laughs) I go, there must be something going on. 20s? That's impressive. Yeah, it was a heavy day for me. Yeah. But uh, I made that one a quick one before I got kicked out. You know, I don't like to get scolded. So, yeah. Well, guys, I think that that pretty much wraps us up for for this episode. Um, You know, I really hope you guys enjoyed Devin's interview. Um, You know, and and once again, I can't stress it enough. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. We are at the D3Way on Twitter, at the D3Way on Instagram. If you guys have any funny stories, funny videos, behind the scenes, any stats, anything, anything at all relating to Division III sports, Please send it our way. We are trying to give our listeners and our followers the best D3 experience that they can possibly get. Um, but, yeah, I think that that pretty much is it for us. Um, you know, make sure you go follow us. Make sure you spread the word about us, too. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your teammates. Tell your coaches. Um, tell your athletic department because I know we have, you know, a couple athletic departments that are pretty friendly with us on social media. Uh, you know, we're definitely trying to grow that following. Uh but yeah, I think that pretty much is it for us. Take care, guys. Thanks. I know in heaven there's an old row If you want it in a jacked up Jeep ride yellow How you want it with your crooked smile Every mile driving till the sun sets Radio blaring just as loud as it gets While we're
Cook a smile every mile, driving till the sun sets. Radio. 